Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. We have a special podcast for you today. I am doing an interview with a farmer from Kangaroo Island, South Australia, David Westbrook. Um, David is a husband to Becky. Um, They have three amazing kids um, and they've been very blessed to have recently set their farm up to allow them to go on a nine-week holiday um, travelling and being able to really go away with confidence knowing that the place isn't going to fall over whilst they're away. So I actually ran this interview to our clients um, in the Take Control program and I just decided to cut this out and share this with you on this podcast with with uh, David's blessing. So I hope you get a lot out of this um, interview. And by the way, if you're at all interested in finding out information about the next Take Control program, um, let us know, support at farmownersacademy.com. Uh, we're currently running one. We're really uh, helping a lot of farmers gain a lot of clarity. So let us know and we hope we can help you as well. Enjoy this interview. Take care. Firstly, mate, thank you for coming on and, and sharing a bit of well, a bit of your story, really. Um, and just a bit of background, David and, and his wife, Becky, have been clients of ours, if you like, for three years. They're part of what we call a Platinum Mastermind program. Um, but he's very much gone through this take control journey and very much is aware of the mindset um, required to, to not just make more money on the farm, but also have more time with your fam- with, with family. And I really wanted to bring um, Westy onto this because I think he's got so much to offer because he's he's done a lot of work um, on his on his mindset. Um, he's been able to set his business up so he can take a lot more time out with his family. He's got a very inspirational story. He's just he's just been on a nine week holiday with three young children. I mean, just before we dive into it, Westy, um, how, old are your, how old are your kids? Uh, yep, so I've got Jed, he is eight. Yeah. Uh, Indy, she's six, and Xavier just turned three. Fantastic. So three kids. And, mate, just to, just to kick things off, do you want to just start by sharing a little bit more about you, what you farm, uh, where you're based, um, and then I wanted to dive in a little bit about what life was like for you before you made that commitment to taking control, really. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, so we, we're based over on Kangaroo Island, which is an amazing place to farm. Um, uh, I come from a cropping cropping farm on York Peninsula. Um, it wasn't my cup of tea, so I decided I wanted to get into livestock. Had absolutely no clue about any of it. Um, so I jumped in, jumped in really 2010, um, and Jed was born in 2010. So um, livestock farming on Kangaroo Island, life on Kangaroo Island, and and father, all being a being a father, being a parent, sort of all, all happened all at the same time. And um, yeah, it was definitely a, a steep learning curve. Um, and we probably went through that first five or six years just unconscious, really, just doing the the day to day stuff. And um, we had some great people around us. Um, uh, in the community that helped us, that will help me understand livestock farming. Um, but there was a lot of things that uh, I just didn't didn't know and wasn't wasn't implementing. Um, so I just didn't have the time to 
didn't have the freedom to to do anything. I suppose like people would ask me to go and do things with them, go fishing or surfing, and just couldn't do it. Um, and then obviously family, it just just wasn't happening that family time. Yeah, so let's go back to that, mate. So, um, and I just wanted to get you know get you to really share a bit more about this, and 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 let's let's keep it in in line with this message of take control. Did you feel like you had control back there? Uh, funny enough, I probably did, Andrew, because that was my mindset. I thought um, if I was so, I, I made a conscious effort to. I was always home at at five o'clock or five thirty to have dinner with with Becky and the kids, um, but then make sure the, bat- the batteries on the torch were, were good and I'd go back out and, and work three or four hours after dinner. Um, and that's, that's what I thought I had control because that's how I thought I had to operate. Um, I was getting, getting plenty of work done but uh, just didn't have any clarity on, on the next day or, the, or the, the future going forward. Or was, yeah. So I, had that, I definitely had that two-hour bracket with, um, over dinner with the, with the kids and, and Becky, which is what I thought was, was good and then, um, eventually, I realised that uh, that's not how we, how we should operate. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that too, because I'm I'm assuming you got most of your experience or knowledge from from your parents, correct? Uh, that they teach you a certain way on on what you need to do to be be a successful farmer, which is what work work hard. Absolutely, yep, yep. And I'll, I've put a lot of thought into this over the last few years, Andrew. And why is it that they had to work hard and and we can actually reap the rewards a little bit and, and delegate and plan and, and run a better business and um, absolute credit to to my parents and, and everyone in that other that that's a bit older than me like 2010 was the, the start of good good land prices um, so it's given me the opportunity um, to be able to make more profit definitely from from the way that the commodities have gone and be able to um, set up this what you'd probably call a, a freedom lifestyle and, and a freedom business um, yeah, so that, that way of thinking of those older generations was not their fault by any means. It was, that's just how farming was. There, there wasn't much money in farming. so um, But to be able to learn off of that and to be able to now adapt to what farming offers um, and create an amazing, amazing business and amazing lifestyle um, is, is, is great because there's not too many jobs out there that um, give you the freedom of a farm. If, if you can get your mindset in the right spot and, and set up your systems, set up your, your business and your, and your visions to allow yourself the, the money and the time to be able to actually live that life that you want. Yeah, so I want to drill into that a little bit deeper, Westy, particularly that word you just said before, which is mindset, and particularly this, this take, starting with take control of you. Um, and I just want, from your perspective, just to share how important it's been for you to work on your mindset and, and what are some of the shifts that you've had to change in your thinking to, to start reaping the rewards of, you know, not only just increasing profitability on your farm, but, but also um, taking extended holidays with family and, and, and taking a significant amount more time back off. Because I want to talk about the how, some yep. of the decisions you've made that, that have helped you set things up. Because I know you've employed people I know you've done things like this, but let's just start with the mindset. How important has this been for you? Oh, massive. And, and through the tools that you've given us through programs like this, Andrew, it's allowed me to actually have the mindset to do it. Yeah. But that, that's, it all comes back to your mindset and allowing. Like I think the big one is allowing yourself to do it. Um, so I used to feel really guilty if I was in the office, and now I feel guilty if I'm out working after, after dinner kind of, st- kind of stuff. So that's just a... That mindset of thinking I was proud of working hard in the dark with a head torch on, um, 
but now that's now I feel guilty doing that and I, and I feel more proud if I'm in the office doing those more important jobs. So um, that's a, it's just a allowing this, having that mindset to say, right, I can do this. Um, well, this is, this is what I'm, and, and the vision and the clarity of, of what your vision is. Um, and then that allows that mindset to say, okay, this is my vision. How do I make that work? Yeah. So, so let's just dive into that a little bit more too, because I, I think it's easy to hear that. And, um, and, and I completely understand from a, a business owner perspective, right? This, this guilt that comes when we're not working, Westy, and this feeling that in order to get ahead, I have to work harder. Um, how did you start changing that mindset through to, you know what, I'm allowed to have t- more time out with my family. I'm allowed to have more time um, working less and, and working smarter as opposed to harder. Yeah, yeah. So just coming back to your belief. So um, obviously you can, you, yeah, if your belief is that you need to be in the sheep yards drenching sheep or on the tractor plowing paddocks um, and you believe that you, you're wasting time if you're in the office. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and that was definitely a massive challenge challenge for us to be able to overcome that. Um, but just through those little, yeah, just through what you've taught us and um, slowly, gradually building that belief to be able to say, okay, actually, I can, I can live the life that I want and I can work out a plan that, to fill in the gaps that, that I can't be doing. So, um, and, and another big one, a big struggle for me was getting my workmen to move sheep or drench sheep or plant shearing while I was in the office marketing lambs or, or writing my, my, business, um, my business plan, my 10-year business plan, which initially I felt really guilty doing that. Um, so he was out doing the labour and I was inside having, having a cup of coffee and, and with my feet up on the computer. It's sort of a hard mindset to get your head around. Um, but the best way for me, just for that one, um, that little scenario was got, I got him clear on my business values and, and our business direction and then he understands um, how important it is for me to be in here so he can be outside and, and for him to be outside making sure those, those sheep are in, in good health and, and all those other, those other uh, general day-to-day jobs are getting done. Okay. So, and by the way, if anyone's got questions again, please share them in the chat box for, for Westy um, and, and or on the closed take control group and uh, we'll be able to answer those as we go through this. But so, so mindset and, and you use the word belief and I mean, just to elaborate a bit more on that, Westy, um, did you find that you needed to believe that you could take time out with your family before you actually did it? Yep, absolutely. Yep. And, and well, there was times where I didn't really believe, but so for example, um, and and where this all starts goes goes way back to before our holiday over winter. But even even at the start of our holiday, we'd sort of planned four weeks to go away and and do the sort of the red centre and come back, and and then it turned out that we needed to be up in the Gold Coast uh, about three weeks later, and then we needed to be on the or we needed to be on the Sunshine Coast. Then a week or two weeks after that, we needed to be on the Gold Coast. So we just thought, well. Well, I just thought, well, why don't we just extend it? We'll take the caravan and, and the car, and we'll, and we'll keep keep going from the red centre. And and I had absolutely no idea how that was going to happen, but I had belief that I knew I could make it happen. Right. Um, and and just allowing it to happen. So letting go. So this letting go of control of the farm, um, 
and control of my mind thinking I need to be on the farm because we're lambing and we've had a late start and pasture's going to be tight and it needs to be everything needs to be implemented perfectly. Um, but I had that belief where I knew I could set it up um, so I could be away. I didn't know how, but I knew I had that belief. I knew it could work. And that was, that was step one. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk about that a bit deeper too because, I mean, as a, as a coach working with um, clients outside of farming, the first stage is if you don't believe something can happen, it never will. This, and this is working on you, correct, Wes? You, you've got to at least entertain the idea that something's possible. There's that great saying that some people need to see and, and they'll believe, but successful people get that they first need to believe and then they'll see. Absolutely. Um, so you had to change your mindset from I have to be doing everything to maybe it's possible that I can um, profit more, I can actually grow, improve the profitability of my business and work less, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And when, when we first learned that concept through yourself and Greg, it was a hard, hard concept to get your head around. How can, you, how can you pay someone to do your fencing or how can you pay someone to do your landmarking, et cetera, and, and make more money? It doesn't make sense, but... Um, when you actually get that more, you get that time freed up to make better decisions. Our our business has completely changed the the profitability and the, the freedom. Um, so yeah, so three years down the track, I'm working working a lot less uh, and and profiting more. Yeah, and this is this is, I mean, this is a big breakthrough that I believe um, business owners can can obtain. And there's a quite an extraordinary. Uh, it's it, very hard to get your head around, but often the less I work, the more I make. Um, and and it's, I want to come back to this, um, this conversation that you and I have regularly, Westy, this around, I, we call, I call it vibration, um, a certain energy that we're giving off. Um, and when you're giving off a good energy, good things seem to happen. And when you're giving off a, a yucky energy, you seem to bad things seem to happen. Um, I'm yep. sure you can relate, right? So, so when you're working really hard and you're not spending any time with your family and you're stressed, Westy, what sort of energy can you be giving off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, poor, poor energy, and then that's when things start to go wrong. Sheep get mixed up somehow, and gates get left open, and all those sort of things. Just those little things you you can control, but you can't control. But a lot of them are yeah based around based around your energy. And I think you talked about. Um, morning rituals in the uh, in the webinar, didn't you, Andrew? I, I totally. I, I mean, that's one of the biggest things we've spoken about. That, in my opinion, has the fastest shift on on you is implementing a morning routine. And and I mean, let's just talk a bit about yours, Westy. What what are some of the things that you've changed to start that morning well and and in a positive frame? Yeah. Yep. So getting back to your vibration, that so my uh, morning routine. Um, has massive impact on the vibration that I give through the day and, and how my day unfolds. Yeah. Um, so if I, for example, we're all human, we all have lapses in our, in our structure, in our life structure, and, and when morning routines don't happen for me for some reason, whether um, I go away and I come back and um, just, yeah, you just get out of that habit, I suppose, for a, for a few days, and then you, you think, well, something's, something's not right here, something's not right here, get back to morning routine and it all starts to come back. Um, how it was for me. So, um, so basically, getting up early. Um, we've all got kids, so um, I, I, and it changes my morning routine. Will, will change from time to time. Sometimes it's five thirty rise. At the moment, it's just a six am rise. Um, so it's a bit colder and a bit darker in the mornings. Um, and so, 
having having that structure, definitely have to know what your morning routine is. You have to have it on paper. You can't just set your alarm and say, right, I'm going to get up and do a morning routine because it's not written down. That's an excuse to press the snooze button on your alarm. So you have to be clear on what, when you get out of bed, be clear on what your object, objectives are. So for me, it's making sure I'm hydrated. So I'll get up and have some water. Um, I'll journal. I'll go through my um, to-do list um, and match that up on my calendar. So I sit, so I plan my day and then I'll go, um, we've got a, a little home gym. So I'll go out to the shed and make sure I spend half an hour to 45 minutes in the gym, um, which is a natural, there's so many, so much science behind morning exercise to set yourself up for, for a great day. And, and uh, I think it's Tim Ferriss or Tony Robbins says, if you win your mornings, you win your day. Yeah. I want to dive into that one a little bit more because I think there's a direct correlation between um, your motivation for exercise and your motivation for life and business. Um, I, I, I personally find that when my, if I rate my exercise out of 100, Westy, often my motivation for work matches that, that number. So if I'm a 5 out of 10 or a 50 out of 100, I'm a 50 out of 100 motivation for work because uh, you know, motiv- exercise gets the blood moving gets us pumped right gets gets everything happening and i you know it's so easy to use the excuse of well i've got three young kids i mean you could very easily use this or i don't have enough time i'm too busy how do you find the time and what have, what have you done to set things up so you can you know, you're, you're you're working in an isolated farm how do you do this how do you find the time to fit in exercise i mean how often do you exercise wesley i know you've been traveling for the last nine yep. weeks but in general and how do you do it uh, yep. So I would exercise pretty much seven days of the week. Um, but that's not all, that's not all physical exercise. A lot of that is, um, yoga or stretching. But, um, so at the moment I'm, I'll throw, I'll do, just to frame it up, do three days a week cardio, two days a week strength. And the other two days, are it could just be a little jog, take the dogs for a jog, um, six thirty in the morning, uh, down the laneway and, uh, and come back and feel feel pretty amazing just after after going for a ten minute jog. That's as fitness wise. It's it's not giving you much fitness, but it's it's just giving you the mindset to to be able to and the energy to to get through the day. Yeah. Um, so so to create that time initially, so our kids our kids will generally wake uh, at six thirty. Some kids wake earlier, and, and our kids used to wake earlier. So I used to take in turns with my wife. So would our morning rituals would be. Um, one day on, one day off, basically. So I would get up with the kids while she was able to have the time um, to go to the gym and, and do her journaling, etc. Um, and then the next day would be my turn. So that was one way of getting through it when our kids were kids were younger. But now our, our kids, obviously the youngest one's three, and they can get themselves out of bed and they're happy to go down to the lounge room and, and play with their toys for, for half an hour. And, and basically seven, at seven o'clock is when we start cooking breakfast and, and getting organised for school. So we make sure the kids know that, um, before seven o'clock is their own time, and uh, we know that we have to make sure our morning rituals are done and dusted by seven o'clock. Yeah. So just for a moment, Westy, if I was to take away your exercise, if I was to take away your morning routine, if I was to take away the time that you've been spending with your family, what would your energy levels be like? You'd be very drained, and and you don't you just don't get. Um, yeah, the, the day-to-day busyness, you end up being that, the mouse on the, on the wheel, really. You, you're chasing your tail the whole time and, and not really getting there anywhere. You feel like you are, but you just don't get that time to step back and, and look into your life from, from a distance and see where you're going wrong and where you're going right. 
Yeah. So, so in, in your experience, prioritizing work on you um, has to come first, correct? It's not like I need to fit that in um, amongst all the busyness. I actually, you, you've now learned this has to become my highest priority. Absolutely. Yep. If, yeah. If I don't work on myself and it happens, like we all have our ups and downs and those, those moments where I just lose track and, and aren't working on myself. Um, like you might think it's hard to get up at six o'clock and go to the gym, but it's easy. It's a lot easier to get up at six o'clock and go to the gym than to lay in bed and, and then crawl out of bed and, and go through a day without having that, the exercise under your belt. Um, so that's, that's been my key. Um, and even Becky, Becky's always been a healthy person, but she's never exercised as such daily. Um, and now she's she's doing that daily, and and she's just absolutely loving the benefits of it. And um, once you start, you can't stop. Yeah, and would you say compared to the person you you were three years ago, um, you're a happier person? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Would yep. you say you're a more confident person? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that you've got way more? Um, belief in your abilities when it comes to growing a, a successful career. Yeah, yep, and that comes back to confidence. So confidence and belief are your two biggest drivers, really. And and when you're happy and healthy, you can you're unstoppable, really. Yeah, and and I, I the the reason I wanted to interview you, Westy, because you you are. I mean, Westy's also uh, one of the coaches that works with us um, in our Farm Owners Academy program, and the reason. We've we've chosen Westy because he he implements like he he um he hears what we teach and rather than ums and ahs about it he just he just implements it right so so that's one of the the biggest takeaways for this program is is we we don't want you just listening to this stuff we want you to actually give it a go and see what happens and Westy it's not like you can start training and then the next day everything changes right there's there's quite a delay from working on yourself to when you start reaping the rewards would you would that yep. be a fair call? Absolutely. Yep. And um, what is it? Is it 58 days or 60 days or something to be able to create a habit? So for example, if you, um, well, there's been a few people in our group that had some habits they wanted to stop, whether it was stop drinking coffee or or exercise um, in the mornings, it's making sure you get those 50 to 60 days under your belt um, before it actually becomes a habit and becomes normal to you. Um, And journaling was a big one for me. I knew like journaling was something you opened me up to. And to me, I'm, I didn't understand the benefits of it initially. Um, but to see people like Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, Michael Jordan, all the superstars in the world, they all journal. So that was my biggest eye-opener to say, okay, if they're journaling, there's obviously a reason to do it. So that's why I stuck at it, stuck at it, stuck at it, stuck at it. And eventually it cracked for me and, I, and opened up. I'm like, ah, just that light bulb moment. And there's... Yeah. It's not just journaling; it's it's everything. So you just think, well, yeah. So that's why, yeah. I think that is it like a three three months month period, and and six. I think six weeks is a big one for fitness. Like you can go to the gym. A lot of people go to the gym for for six weeks, and I was doing this before I actually really built the habit. My cycle, my fitness cycles would go for six weeks, and I'd pretty much fall off for five to six weeks, and then um, I'd sort of see my my why would get bigger, and I'd be unfit and and my energies would be down. I'm like, right, I've got to get back in the gym. So I'd go for another six weeks and then I'd fall off and then go for another six weeks. So once you finally get that consistency and, and make it a habit, and so that initial period is the hardest the hardest bit and that's where everyone falls falls into the trap of uh, it gets too hard and nothing's happening, not getting results, and they, and they shut the door on it rather than just persisting, persisting, and then all of a sudden it becomes easy. Yeah, I think it's, it's like the farming 
analogy of you, you need to plant a seed and you need to water the seed and have the patience for it to grow. And I think that's the key thing. A lot of people might start planting a week and they do it for two or three weeks and they think, oh, nothing's happening and they quit. And then unfortunately that, st- that seed dies. But if you persist, 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 um, the breakthrough seems to come that three months down the track. That's when you really reap the rewards of, of working on yourself. Um, so, Wessie, I really want to just dive in a bit more. And again, please, please ask questions. But I, I want to talk about this nine-week holiday, which in many people's worlds would be just like, how do you do that? You know, how do you take nine weeks off um, and pack up the family and, and, and off you go? And of course, as, as you and I spoke about, this is not something that you three years ago you could have dropped in two weeks later. You know, this, this did need some work. This did need some planning and this did need your business to get to a certain, if you like, level to enable you to do that. So let's just talk a little bit more about that. What was some of the, if you like, the work? You've obviously worked on the mindset. You had to, you had to plan that trip in to make it happen. And, and I'm assuming um, there was, well, I'll start with this question. I'm assuming there was a lot of fear that come, comes up, you know, around can I really take that time out? Absolutely. Yeah. Fear, fear is the biggest one. Yeah, and and then and then a lot of questioning going on. I probably shouldn't, right? It's it's bad or whatever, whatever that whatever that thought process is that challenges you on it. Um. So, but what are some of the the, the things that you had to put in place that that gave you more more relaxation, if you like, to take that trip? Yeah, yeah. So, well, we obviously talked about it earlier. The belief. So the belief I've been able to do it um, and we didn't know that we didn't exactly know the how. So this trip was actually planned about three years ago, um, not down to the finer details, but we knew we wanted to get a caravan um, and we ended up buying an old, an old caravan and renovating it because that was the style we wanted to go with. Um, uh, but we sort of, it was, it was a vision for us and then we needed to work oh. out what those steps, steps were to get, to get there. So um, to be able to create the freedom to be able to do it, I was, I was running, farm on my own so when we first started three years ago I was running this farm on my own and and working sort of two and a half labor units which was quite embarrassing when uh, those figures come out we had to put them up on the on the big screen in front of the rest of the group um but then so then I needed to work out what my the scale of my business to be able to set up the freedom business and all the little one percenters that had to be put in place so I couldn't afford to go out and put a full-time workman on um so what I did is I sort of manifested in a way a part-time workman and, and got clear on what I needed, how I ne- how, what I needed him to do um, and how it was going to work out. And then um, that fell into place. I, f- I found a local local guy that could do three days a week for me, which was perfect. Um, and then I needed a, so that was the initial step uh, um, two years ago. And then he worked for me for a couple of years, I think. Um, and then I needed to take the next step. I needed to, so we, um, upsized our business labour-wise um, to be able to get to a full-time workman, which for me was downsizing my cattle enterprise and increasing my sheep numbers. Um, so there's just a few of the little things that had, to, that had to happen along the way. So this was getting the scale right to be able to afford a full-time workman. Um, and then Chance had it that that part-time workman had to go back into his own business. He owned a, a, local, a local shop here. On Kangaroo Island, he had to go back into that business and, and open up a opportunity for a full time workman to come on, um, and from yeah, and then that was just the perfect balance. And then so he he come on about four months 
So he'd been working for me four months before I set him up to go for us to go away. Yeah. Um, and not a not a highly skilled um, technical farmer, but just a good good passionate farmer, good stock skills um, is is what I needed. Um, so then everything else had to go into place. So your your shearing times, your landmarking times, your ram joining times, all those structural business structures throughout your your yearly calendar, you can just simplify. So without having you don't want to have five different enterprises happening. So we simplify. We went to a more um, of a meat of a of a prime lamb enterprise. You um, and, and ran and ran bigger mobs. Um, was one of the, one of the things to allow us simplify um, some fencing, um, new sheep yards, <clears throat> excuse me, sheep sheep handlers, all these sort of things that sort of had to come into place um, for him to be able to manage a farm on his own. Yeah, and then of course the learning of the skills on how to induct this farmer and 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 if you like train the farmer on what you needed him to do correct, and and I would imagine as well, Westy, the confidence to let that farmer go about um, the job and, and, and you letting him, letting him be, would, would, would that be a fair call? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for me to give, so, so for me to have a clear 10 year plan and that broken down to a three, one and a 90 day, 90 day plan for that to be clear in my head and, and to be in paper on paper, then I could show him, show him that. So that gave him a, a clear vision of where we were going. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the systems, that go into place uh, around that. Yeah. Um, I think Greg Johnson's on here too. I don't know if Greg wanted to unmute himself and come in and, and say anything here shortly, but um, just, just really briefly, I just, I just want to direct one more thing. This, this mindset shift that you spoke about earlier of allowing, um, letting go of control. And, you know, the, the, if you like, you're, you're over traveling around Australia and how did you form the confidence that you've got a guy back on the farm that's going to be fine handling yep. things while you're away? How did you find that confidence? Because you'd agree with me without that as well, Wesley, people won't do it because they, they have too big of a fear to, to let things uh, leave, leave things be. Yeah, absolutely. And it was definitely um, something I, I had to work through and having the confidence to be able to let him go um, or let myself go from the farm was a big challenge. And it took a good couple of weeks into my holiday so basically i had all the systems in place um and he knew we obviously walked through it before i left and we touched base once a week just to make sure he was on track um but probably three weeks in um i was sort of still calling him and, and making sure he was on track and he was happy and after that i just instantly noticed a big relief and, and i just let go and, and i basically told him well ring me like you've, you've got another five weeks and ring me if you've got any troubles. Um, and I hardly, hardly heard, well, the only time I heard from him was he was just ringing me to tell me that everything was everything was good and it was raining and dams were filling up and the sheep were good. And that's the only time we really talked. So um, it was just a, yeah, so it was the belief of me, of believing in him um, and believing in myself that I'd put the systems in place for him to be able to, him to be able to implement it. And he, he had some pretty significant roles. He had to... Um, uh, set up all their lambing paddocks and uh, put all our ewes. Our ewes were still on grain, um, still sup feeding by that time, and, and he had to divide all them up and put them out into all their lambing paddocks and make decisions on on pasture management. Um, and the and the first couple of weeks, I was I'd go to bed thinking, what if what if he's got sheep on five hundred kilos 
hectare and, and they need to be on 1500 kilos a hectare with with twin twin bearing ewes and all that sort of stuff but in the end i just, it just completely completely let it go and i really enjoyed my holiday and, and started getting clarity on some other some other ideas and some other thoughts um and then the, the great reward was to come home um and drive around the farm and see that everything he had done was better than pretty much better than what i would have done like all the pastures were were amazing the sheep were in amazing health and um, we actually uh, broke records this year with our lamb marking percentages um, through what he had implemented while I was away. Wow. I mean, it's a great story. And, Greg, I've got you unmuted. Do you have any comments right now around this mindset or, or questions for Westy? Yeah, no, thank you very much. I, you can, am I coming through, Andrew? Perfect. Yeah, so uh, g'day, everybody. Uh, nice to be on the call. And it's it's a fantastic Westy's story is a fantastic story. Um, when I first started working with David a number of years ago now, you know, he was flogging himself as, uh, as most young farmers do. They, he came from a position where he believed that the way to get ahead was to work yourself into the ground. And, and I mean, I, you know, I come from that background as well. I, I know exactly what it's like. And, um, and to see the transformation in him and, and in Becky and his family, um, I mean, when, when I had the first call with David, when, when he first started with um, Farmers Academy, the, the first call I had with them, uh, uh, you know, I, I involved Becky and David, and one of Becky's biggest issues was that she, you know, he just wasn't spending enough time with the family. And good on him for, you know, at least coming home, have dinner with them. But she wanted more than that, obviously. And young family, she needed support. She needed time herself to away from the family so that she could refresh her mind and so forth. You know, so to watch the transformation uh, from where he was at three, three or four years ago to where he's at now is is quite mind-blowing really and it's just come from on the back of you know having a much better understanding of, of what he's doing um what's driving the productivity and profitability in his enterprise in, in his business understanding which levers to pull um and and really having the the confidence and the mindset to to move forward in a way that and pursue the type of business that he wants he wants a business where he can it's not reliant on him being there all the time. And, you know, and so if you want to create that type of business, you have to want it and you have to make it a priority and you have to do the things that need to be done to, uh, to, to, to allow that outcome to manifest. If you don't, if you just say it and don't have it as a priority and don't take action towards making it happen, then it will never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's so much about firstly making the decision and, and believing that, that that's possible, correct? Greg, if you don't make the decision or believe it's possible, you'll never do it. Absolutely, you have to. You have to believe that you can. You can do it. Um, I mean, I classic example. Um, Ten years ago, if you'd have, you know, my whole mindset around my the main business that I'm have been involved in for the last ten years, which is my veterinary business. I, I'm also involved in four other businesses, but but um, but my main business uh, was is was the veterinary business in those days. Um, and I had the uh, my target then was to was to gross a million dollars. I, I, you know, I kept telling myself if I can gross a million dollars, then I'll be happy. I can retire and I'll I'll be happy. That's that's what I want to achieve. And um, but you know, I had a radical uh, change in my own thinking and and my own vision about what was possible. And I mean, the business is now grossing you know over three times that much. So um, so it really it, it's just a very very different scenario. And uh, and it all comes from just changing the way that you that you view the world and, and you view your capability and, and, and understand what it is that you actually, you know, can do. Um, we, we all put, we all tend to put up limits on ourselves. We all, we all limit, um, we have limiting beliefs in terms of what we think we can achieve and what we think we are capable of doing and what we think we deserve. And those things do hold us back in a lot of spaces. And Dave, I mean, you know, you, 
just thinking back now, it's probably hard for you, for you because you're right in the middle of this, but just thinking back now, I mean, you know, um, how would you feel if you had to go back to the way it was three, three or four years ago? Oh, stress. That's what it was. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was stress, but you don't realise, you just think that's, that's what life is. You don't realise that there's a, there's a better way and an easier way of doing it and it's exactly. just letting yourself allow that in and actually believe in you can, you can, are you capable, capable of that? And I remember right back in the early days, Greg, some of the things that you and Andrew were saying we should be doing, I was thinking, well, imagine that. Imagine how good that would be to do that, but I just couldn't see it happening. And that's, that's just what day-to-day life is now. Yeah. And so you'd never, and just to be clear about that, I mean, you would probably never allow yourself to go back to the way it was, would you? No, no. And when, when things do go wrong or you, you are busy or something doesn't happen the way it should and the way that you know that it should, then you, you've got to take responsibility. I think like, we create our own reality. So everything that goes wrong, whether it's, um, a, yeah, I don't know, your, your, dog's a, your dog dies or uh, that's probably not a good example, but if, <laughs> if your truck breaks down, you get a flat tyre or something like that, a, a, your sheep get out because your fence is not quite right, that we've got to take responsibility for all of those things um, and, and work out yeah, what's, what's the answer. There's got to be a better way of doing it. And, and for example, if you're busy, um, you've got to take responsibility for being busy. Maybe, you, maybe your business is too complex. Maybe you need to simplify. Maybe you need to bring in extra outside help um, there's always an answer and it always comes back to not blaming others, blame yourself and then work out why, why it's not happening the way it should. Yeah, just, just to be clear about that, I mean, it, it's a great, it's a great um, metaphor that you put there or a thing you raised, but, you know, let's, let's bring it back to the seasons. I mean, obviously quite a few people on the, that are on the uh, call here might be experiencing drought or, or less than average uh, se- seasonal conditions. And bottom line is there's nothing you can do about that. That's what it is. I mean, that's, that's the environment that you are working in. You know, the environment is always perfect. All you can do is do the best you possibly can. Yep. And, and it's the decisions you make, it's the mindset you have and the decisions you make when times are tough that actually define who you are as a business owner. Um, it's easy. Anyone, anyone can run a business when it's going well. You know, when everything's fine, it, it's, it's easy to run a business. But it's when things get tough, when, when things happen that are out of left field, that's what really defines, um, you know, who, who, are good, who are very good at running businesses and businesses and who aren't. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I discovered that last year um, and we've never been through a drought, but we had a really, a really late start and looked like we were going to be lambing. We actually started lambing news um, in July on dirt um, before our opening rain. And um, there's two ways I could have looked at that. And this is where I really noticed my mindset had changed. I, I could have got stressed every day feeding, feeding sheep grain um, and having lambs, skinny ewes and, and lambs on, on dirt. Um, but the, the massive positive for me, it gave me an opportunity to speak to other people around Australia. So I made an emphasis to, to call people around Australia that um, had been through this before um, and, le- and learn what ways to handle it. And I, and I learned a lot about myself and a lot about um, how to handle stock in, in tough situations, um, which is a massive, it was a, it was a positive for me out of a, out of, neg- out of a negative situation. Mm. Very, very, very good. Um, and again, I just invite anyone that has a question for, for Westy right now to please share it. Um, and look, I, I just think this segues really, really well into a couple of questions. If it's like, Westy, are you, you going to be okay just to stay on the line just to even assist in answering a couple of these questions that we've, we've got? Yep, absolutely. Can I just and touch I, on a couple of things? Yes. That might help as well. Like probably one of the fundamental beginnings for me that, that got me that freed up time was actually writing down what was in my head. 
So you go, I go to bed with a job list in my head, um, and then it was instant. It was one day I just got up and I wrote down everything that was in my head because I was I thought I had so much to, to get done before shearing before shearing came. So got all those jobs out on paper, and then I just crossed off all the ones that weren't important. And I didn't realise I thought I had to get all these jobs done, but all these jobs that I was doing could be done next week or they could be done next year. They were things I thought had to happen, like putting a fence up to make a big paddock, split it in half. That that doesn't that can happen in ten years' time. Yes, it's an advantage and, and beneficial, but it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. Um, and I didn't see that until I put all my jobs that were in my head on paper. Um, and the other one was just being super clear on what we want. What what do we want to be doing, and how much time do we want to spend with our farm, with our families, and what jobs do we want to be doing on the farm? And this absolutely doesn't mean you can like I could walk off my farm tomorrow and um, and never have to do a day's work on it. I could I could put bring in another em, employee and completely set it up so I don't have to, to work on it. But that's not really what I want. So it's getting clear on what we want to be doing on our farms. So if we want to be doing those labour jobs, we'll make sure we're doing them and, and then getting, so that's, so getting our business values and our personal values. So understand what we want to do person, personal wise, understand what we do business wise and making sure like if you picture them on a seesaw, making sure that they're working together, making sure they're level and your, your business isn't outweighing your personal life, if that makes sense. So, Getting, if, if something is happening on your, on, in your business that's, impl- that's having implications on how much time you get to spend with your family, you need to work out what that is and, adju- and adjust it so then you can get that balance right. 